Hi, my name's Sophie Medlin and I am the Head of Nutrition Research at Heights. I'm here this week to talk to you about alcohol because many of us, me included, have been back in the pub this weekend post-lockdown doing what Brits do best and drinking alcohol. While most of us would agree that there are many social benefits to having a few drinks, there is generally a nagging concern about the physical consequences of drinking. In this episode, I'm going to break down the good, the bad and the ugly of alcohol and brain health so you can make an informed decision about what's best for you and your brain. Alcohol is one of the most popular psychoactive substances in the world, and we all know that it can have a powerful effect on our mood and mental state. Alcohol crosses the blood-brain barrier where it interacts directly and indirectly with a wide range of neurotransmitters, including GABA, dopamine, opioids, serotonin, and many more. Most drinkers would agree that moderate amounts of alcohol make us feel relaxed, happier, less stressed, and more sociable. We can even see these positive outcomes of drinking on brain scans with noticeable release of endorphins that bind to the opiate receptors in the brain. We've all heard that we should be drinking in moderation, but it's often unclear what moderation really means. In the UK, the safe alcohol limits are set at 14 units a week, which is six pints of beer or six medium glasses of wine spread across the week. We know that binge drinking is much worse for us physically and mentally, so trying to avoid that is essential for optimum health. The good news is that moderate alcohol consumption can have benefits on our heart health due to the presence of polyphenols in beer and wine. Unfortunately, moderate consumption of most other alcoholic drinks doesn't offer the same benefit. It's also shown that moderate consumption is linked to the reduction in dementia risk in older adults. And there's even some data on small amounts of alcohol improving creativity. It's most likely that the creativity bit is due to the reduction in inhibition that we experience when we drink small amounts of alcohol. Sadly, we all know that the downsides of alcohol consumption almost certainly outweigh the positives. A recent British study showed that even moderate drinking is associated with shrinkage in the area of the brain associated with cognition and learning. Those who drank the most had the greatest shrinkage in the hippocampus. In comparison to non-drinkers, those who had more than four drinks per day had six times the risk of brain shrinkage. In the long term, we know that excess alcohol consumption leads to significant brain damage. Because our brains are really sensitive to damage, this can have devastating effects. The damage occurs due to the neurotoxic metabolites of alcohol breakdown, oxidative stress, and a reduction in BDNF, which is a neurotransmitter which promotes survival and growth of neurons. It's also really worth remembering how closely depression and alcohol consumption are linked. Depression often leads to excess alcohol consumption and alcohol consumption leads to depression. So it can be hard to unpick which is the causal factor. The best evidence we have at the moment suggests that alcohol is the driving factor in that toxic relationship. Many of us are able to enjoy the social aspects of drinking without becoming dependent. But of course, addiction is a risk. US data shows that 12% of Americans have been dependent on alcohol at some point in their life. There are many factors that make one person more likely to become alcohol dependent than another, including family history, mental health, environment and genetics. The key consideration is whether alcohol is having a positive or negative effect on your health and quality of life. Many people aren't aware of the close link between alcohol and B vitamins. Thiamine absorption and usage in the body becomes particularly impaired when we consume excess alcohol. This leads to neuroinflammation or inflammation of the brain. And in the case of alcohol dependency, the thiamine deficiency induces a neuropsychiatric disorder called Wernicke's encephalopathy. So that's it. 
the good, the bad and the ugly of alcohol. Sadly, it's almost always bad and ugly, particularly for our brains. Try to remember that despite what your friends in the pub might have you believe, we really don't need to drink to have a good time. Everyone responds to alcohol differently and you might set yourself rules around drinking for your own well-being that should always be respected. Now, let's all get back to the fun of being released from lockdown and still take the best care of our brains that we can. See you next time.